Hi, everyone, and welcome to Dead to Rights, the podcast for readers, authors, and the crime genre industry. I'm your host, Donna Carrick. We're here today with Blair Keach, author of several short stories and a soon-to-be-released novel. His stories have appeared in anthologies such as In the Key of Thirteen by the Maydams of Mayhem. His story title there is A Contrapuntal Duet, and it's a very diabolical story. So if you enjoy mysteries, please um, look up In the Key of Thirteen and find Blair Keach's short story. I think you'll really enjoy it. It's great to be back for season three of Dead to Rights. I was really worried that we wouldn't be able to do it, but um, this current COVID situation really made it clear to me that you've got to do the things you want to do when you want to do them, because there's no time like the present, and tomorrow is not guaranteed to steal an old cliche. As a writer, we're not supposed to use cliches, but um, some of them are quite appropriate, and that is definitely one of them. And this podcast is something I've always wanted to do, so it's got to be continued, and I finally realized that. So season three it is. Please go back and look up episodes one and two. Episode one was with Rosemary McCracken, author of the very popular Pat Tierney mystery series. So please look her up and uh, please enjoy her series. And episode two was with Caro Souls, who is a very unique and original author who writes off-world mystery series, the Mercurian mystery series. And um, some of her latest feature uh, a character by the name of Marlo, a detective, who is a Mercurian detective. And uh, they're very well written and really quite quite good stories. And uh, both authors also have a lot of short stories that are available. So look them up. Rosemary McCracken and Caro Souls. In addition to being here with all these great authors, it's also a chance for me to promote and uh, get the word out about our upcoming anthology, A Grave Diagnosis, coming out in the fall of 2020 by Carrot Publishing. If you have a short story that's either gathering dust or it's an idea in your mind, please get to work on it. We'd love to see it. And if you're an author that's looking to increase your platform, what better way than to get in with a bunch of other authors into an anthology that's, that everyone is going to help to promote because all the authors have a shared interest in promoting it. So that's something that you really should look into doing. The anthology is going to be titled A Grave Diagnosis, and this is really important. Submission deadline is June 1st, so that's coming up fast. Uh, the word count is to be between 1,500 and 8,000 words, so not less than 1,500, not more than 8,000. There must be a clear crime. It's a crime fiction, and it must also feature an illness of some sort. Um, to go along with the title and the theme, A Grave Diagnosis. So send your story submission to Publishing at rogers.com. In the subject line, please say, Story Submission, Grave Diagnosis. And um, also, please be sure to use Word document format. I cannot work with any other format, so there's no point sending any other format. For full story guidelines, please look at our website, www.carrickpublishing.com. I have a short public service announcement that I've promised to insert, so here we go. COVID-19, better known as coronavirus, has spread throughout the world. People with chronic and or severe health conditions are at higher risk of complications as they contract the disease. Watch for symptoms such as cough, fever, 
and shortness of breath. If you are experiencing these symptoms, please call a hotline and or consult medical advice. Clean and disinfect high-touch surfaces. For more information, please visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Thank you. And now, please welcome Blair Keach. Well, welcome so, to the Well, thank you very much. Very, uh, very uh, glad uh, I can participate. Yes. And how have you been keeping with the, uh, before we get started, how have, uh, you're working from home, obviously. I'm working from home, yes, yes. I'm coping pretty well. Um, you know, I was uh, sharing an office downstairs with my husband, but we're both on the phone so much. It just didn't work, so oh, I ended up being yeah. shunted upstairs. So a few minor adjustments. <laughs> I think I'm going to have to wrestle them for the printer because I print a lot more. But other than that, we're fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Are you coping okay? Everybody in your family as well? Yeah. Unfortunately, my I'm I'm sort of running between two households. Uh, my mother has been, um, and nothing to do with the COVID virus. It's just, uh, you know, unfortunately old age, but she, she's been in very frail condition, I guess, uh, since early new year. So um, uh, my brother and I had pledged that we'd keep her at home as long as we could. And, you know, thankfully right now we wouldn't want her in a retirement home because that's where no. you know, they're having, you know, the old age home. So um, he happened to be in town because he lives in Newfoundland, actually. Uh, but he was in town just before all this stuff started. So he's uh, kind of ended up being here. So I, I, I stay here probably about four or five nights a week just to help him. We have some caregivers coming in the morning, but in the afternoons, right. we're pretty well by ourselves. So we're just looking after my mom then. And then I'll run home because, you know, I have my wife and my toddler. So I'll run home <laughs> sometimes during the afternoon or on the weekends. I'll, I'll usually spend a couple of nights there. So, yeah, but yeah. it's it's been it's working. It's being in the sandwich generation. I mean, I went through yeah. that over a, over a six year period with both parents. Um, first, my mother in 2000 and then my father in 2006. But um, my father was sick for quite a while after my mother died. So oh, dear a lot of racing around. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I've been I've been fortunate. My, my mom, she turned 90 in October. And really, it's it's just been the past three months that she's really had any major. She started to have memory issues maybe six months ago. Uh, but you know, for the most part, she's been in pretty good health uh, for most of her most of her time here. So. Well, that's good. That's some pretty great genes you've got. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I, fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's no guarantee of anything, but it's a good start. You know. Doesn't doesn't hurt. Doesn't hurt. That's true. No, it doesn't hurt. No, that's for sure. So I wanted to talk to you about uh, your writing and what you're working on right now. Tell me, what are you working on right now? Uh, I, I, I'm working on a couple of uh, short stories. It was interesting because until the um, Maydam de uh, Mayhem, uh, I hadn't really considered myself a short story writer because I tend to be long and gregarious yes, and, and more <laughs> excessive. Kind of like. So to me, it is such an art form for any short story writers. I'm always in, in awe of them because I think to get it distilled down. Um, but 
since um, In the Key of 13 came out, I've actually been working on a couple of short stories, as well as a longer uh, novel in progress. But I, I find with my longer work in progress, at times I do, I do put it on pause a little bit, maybe just to let the juices flow or, or ruminate. Uh, and I, I'd say I'm probably about, hmm, maybe about halfway point, just the halfway point for the the book, uh, where short stories. Uh, I'm I'm actually working on two short stories. Uh, actually, I'm working on a submission for a grave diagnosis, uh, but I'm oh, in the research. I'm I'm on that because I, I thought that was such a neat concept, and then I came up with what I hope would be an in intriguing. Uh, uh, intriguing scenario, but it, it is requiring a lot of um, uh, a lot more research than I would typically yes. do. Um, good thing I'm not a hypochondriac because I'm reading about all these things. <laughs> various I symptoms. I could not ask my husband to write one for that very reason. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was sort of like, you know, oh, this is a sign of a brain tumor. And like, do I have a headache now? Kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully it's not contagious by just re by the uh, research. So you usually, you know, usually I have something on the front burner and, you know, a couple of ideas on, on the, on the back burner. And with my work, you know, the longer work in progress, it kind of goes back and forth because I am, yeah, I, you know, I, what's the, uh, I know there's a phrase, you know, do you fly by the seat of your pants or do you, uh, you know, or a pantser? Exactly. Yes, exactly. exactly. And, and I'm definitely more of a, of a pantser. I would say, you know, I, I probably have a good idea of the major plot points and, you know, certain events that are going to happen, but I, I certainly don't have it mapped out from, you know, A to B to C to D. I kind <laughs> of like to discover as I go along. And as you know, the characters often surprise you. And yes. Yes, and, they you know, do. For for one of one for one of the characters in my work in progress, it started off what I thought was a fairly minor character, and has now become a very strong secondary character. And it's just the mm -hmm. way that you know that the personality of that character is emerging and flourishing. And that's the great thing to me about writing. You you just don't know exactly what will happen. It's it's a surprise even to the creator. Yes, yes, it is definitely. <laughs> That's exactly right. I, I just I, I was speaking with Caro to, this morning, and um, mm -hmm. we were saying how both of us are very character driven. And um, you know, I mean, I love a good plot. I love the twists. I love the turns. I love all of that. But it can't be the whole enchilada for me. I mean, it's got to be a good plot because the character demands it. You know, it uh, can't oh. be. Yeah. Exactly, and, and and sorry. Some some of my favorite writers too are those that have created a series of books with the same character, and yes. that's why you return to them because you're fascinated. You know, the mystery is is you know integral, but it's that character that that you know their weaknesses or how they grow or their arc. Yes. Or, Yes. You become very enamored of him, uh, of a particular character, and, and uh, that's why you keep on returning. Exactly, exactly. Now, I know that you are working away on a novel. Do you know the title of it yet? Can you right share now, the title of it yet? Oh, sure. Yeah, uh, right, right now I'm working with the title of uh, Flight Risk. Because uh, uh, partially, part of my background, I worked in the airline industry for uh, probably close to two decades. Um, and um, part of the book takes place 
no, not not so much within the airline industry, but with uh, the, the, it, there's a couple of different international locations that fall into mm -hmm. it, and that sort of drives the initial mystery. So um, it's it sort of tied into my experiences, you know, because I did at that time I did have the luxury of traveling a fair bit too. Yes, yes, yes. You're, wow. Well, that's really. I love the title too. It's very, very catchy. Um, I work a lot with uh, I work a lot with Rick Mafina and his titles oh, are yeah. fantastic. I just love his titles. You know, his um, titles always have a very good hook that draw you very in good immediately. Punch. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's hard to get past our own minds sometimes. You know, I love to be just too clever by half, and sometimes you've just got to cut past that and get down to something that can grab the imagination quickly. Oh, exactly, exactly. So no, th glad you, uh, uh, glad you uh, like it. Yeah, for this this story here, it, it 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 doesn't necessarily start off as a murder mystery. It's almost a, uh, it's it's not so much a who done it. It's uh, you, you know why was a, a particular person uh, there. In a nutshell, it starts off with with uh, a wife. She believes her husband is at a convention in. Uh, in Las Vegas, a business convention, and then it turns out he's actually uh, one of the victims of a plane crash halfway around the world. So the, that that that's sort of what drives the initial uh, um, the initial investigation. You know, she wants to know why her husband, you know, is com somewhere completely different from where she begins to. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, believe and then you know it sort of goes into that old that old saying you know appearances can be deceiving and she hires an, a, an investigator and she finds out more and more about her husband that she had no idea about so mm -hmm. oh that sounds really fascinating i like that i like that <laughs> so that is called flight risk by blair keach yeah. and blair when is that coming yeah. out do you know uh, well, uh, despite my procrastination and things like that, I, I'd really like to have the first draft uh, done by by the fall, midsummer. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, similar to a lot of writers, I've got a lot of things juggling. I do have a another uh, uh, job that brings in the uh, yes. Thank God uh, the, for that. Uh, Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. No, no, no complaints there. And it's actually we don't very do good it job. for the money, people. We don't do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, it's it, it's true. You've got to have that passion for for storytelling and, and for writing. And then, uh, as I mentioned, you know, I've got a uh, uh, a delightful young toddler who's uh, three years old. He'll actually be four next week. So, uh, you know, that 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 involves a lot of, you know, starting late in life. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. it, you know that 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 involves as you as you know uh having children of your own you know that's a big time commitment in itself so yeah. it's just a matter of being able to you know make sure i'm spending quality time with with my wife and my toddler and carving out time to to write and and that's i don't know about yourself but that's why i don't really have a particular writing routine um mm -hmm. as far as timing goes things like that you know it, it, it sort of you know grab the opportunity <laughs> as it arises so if yes. if people have gone to bed or i wake up early you know that tends to be my proactive uh writing opportunity yes 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 you really have to do it when you can and uh yeah. 
that that's something that a lot of people just can't grasp, you know, but you do, you've got to do it when you can, you've got to do it when the moment strikes and when it's available. And um, it can't be too much about, uh, oh, well, when, when things smooth out. When, when, when the stars <laughs> align. <yeah. laughs> exactly, exactly. And, when and, the band and, plays. <laughs> right, exactly. And I think it, it's, it's a matter of priorities. You, you have to, within all that's going on, you do have to prioritize your writing. And, and, and it probably took me a little while to, to learn, le learn that because, you know, a lot of my friends will say, oh, this is a great TV series or, or you know, this is on TV or what, what, what have you. Yeah. And, and I hardly ever watch TV. And I don't say that as a snob yeah. <laughs> because there's a lot of great work on TV, especially oh, there now. there is, there is, But yeah. I, I have to be very selective on what I, I choose because do, am I going to watch you know, two hours of TV a night, or am I going to use this as an opportunity to, to work on my writing? So, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you have to prioritize when they, and when they, uh, you really do. You really do. That's probably the best tip that almost every writer gives to every wannabe writer. It's got to be important to you. Otherwise it's not going to happen because hey. there's an awful lot of distractions in life. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. you're working on a story for a grave diagnosis. Mm -hmm. Are you in a position where you can share a tiny bit about that without giving too much away? Um, I, I will uh, I, a certain bit uh, to a certain degree. Uh, as I say, I'm just in the beginning stages. But but um, uh, one one of the things that actually had come to my um, uh, when I, when I just started thinking about diagnosis and disease uh one of the things that came to my attention uh was that uh the last day of february is actually what's known as rare disease day so where they try and publicize a variety of of diseases because there's certain diseases that you know are quite common and unfortunately mm -hmm. Uh, afflict a lot of people, you know, cancer and and heart disease and things like that. This, but there are some diseases that are that are you know rare or very uncommon. And so when I started to do some research on, on that, there's actually a, a a wealth of rare diseases that I'd never even heard of with some some really interesting uh, things. So I, I actually thought it would be intriguing to have one of the characters deal with uh, a disease that's not that well known and how this sort of drives a lot of the plot. Their mm -hmm. disease drives a lot of the uh, actions of the people around them, uh, involving, a, uh, uh, involving a murder. So uh, Yes, yes, so yeah. That, that, that's at the point where I am right now. Not a great deal to share, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm really looking forward to it. Thank oh, you okay. very much for working on it. I really appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So what else can you tell us about your process? Anything else that you want to share that, that makes your process a little easier or? Yeah, you, you know, the interesting thing about writing is that I, I find everyone has their own writing style. And, um, but, you know, speaking to various writers and, you know, any uh, mentors I've worked with, it's, it's amazing that, you know, what, what, what you pick up from them. And to your point, some people can be pantsers or some people will be ultra organized. It, you know, I, I know for myself, um, I really like to do the first draft uh, by pen. Um, I, I wow. for, for some reason, I, I, I have 
difficulty or doesn't flow as much uh, if I'm typing directly into a computer. But then when I'm rewriting, you know, the laptop is my best friend. Um, yes. And it's also partially where I write because, again, given my life circumstances, I'm sort of uh, writing as, as, as I have the opportunity to. So a pen and paper lend itself very easily as opposed to a laptop so it's like oh i've got a few moments here and i'm sitting in a in a chair and i'll i'll write away uh, kind of thing you're, so, you're speaking so, my that, dream my long gone dream because <laughs> i was definitely one of those nerd kids that walked around all the time with a uh, some type of paper and pen on the go and uh, to the point that i had this huge I don't know, bar knuckle or something on my uh, middle finger of my right hand from holding the pen and gripping it and having writing so furiously, you know. And um, when the keyboard came along into my life, it was like a godsend because <laughs> I can key like the wind. I'm actually a really good keyboardist. And um, so it's hard because I want to go back to pen and paper writing for the first draft, but I get impatient with myself. Because, oh, okay. you know, I could have already typed 10 sentences by the time I got the first few words down. <laughs> right. <you know? laughs> right. So, and I mean, that's where the beauty of it is, of course, because it forces you to think more deeply, and I, that, which is why I want to do yeah. it. Um, but I just can't find the patience in my little soul. <laughs> there, you, you know, there, there, there's advantages to both ways. You know, I, I, at times, as you say, when you get caught up in it, you know, I can be writing quite quickly but then I, my unfortunately my, my penmanship isn't the best i'm never gonna donate my papers to some uh, museum uh, afterwards when i'm putting this what, what, what is that exactly <laughs> why did the shoe fly out the window and hit the flying plane <laughs> exactly <laughs> that can't exactly. be what i did <laughs> <laughs> that's too funny yeah well thank you very much Blair I really appreciate you coming on the show nice to see you again virtually in person and uh, I always enjoy your uh, posts on uh, Twitter and uh, and uh, thank you yes yes give us your Twitter handle uh, while we've got media, oh oh Twitter. yeah certainly it's uh, it's at Blair Keach so my first name B-L-A-I-R last name K two e's e-e-c-c-h perfect perfect thank you very much blair have a great day and stay safe and stay indoors okay we'll do you as well donna stay well thanks okay. thanks bye-bye i want to thank blair keach for joining us today on dead to rights the podcast video it's always great to have a new writer on and um while i love our ex our established writers very much the new ones bring new excitement and new blood into the industry, so please be sure to welcome them. Look up Blair Keach. I think you're going to enjoy him. Next week, we're going to bring you our interview with M.H. Calway, my very good friend, Madeline Harris Calway. And she is the author of Windigo Fire, which is a, a terrific uh, thriller set in the far north. And uh, she also has quite a number of short stories including short stories in every one of the May Dams of Mayhem anthologies and both Carrick Publishing anthologies to date. And I believe she's also working on a story for a grave diagnosis. Now, for anyone who hasn't uh, previously heard about a grave diagnosis, we are currently seeking submissions for the short story anthology, which will come out in October of 2020. 
The story must feature an illness of some sort, and it must be a clear and present crime fiction story. So the number of words is between 1,500 and 8,000 for word count. Please send your submission in Word document to Carrick Publishing at rogers.com, and in the subject line say, A Grave Diagnosis Story Submission. And uh, I'll be sure to get back to you when I receive your story. And uh, also, please spread the word to other authors who may not uh, be well, well known and who may be looking to increase their platform. Submission deadline is June 1st, so be sure to get your story to us by then. And for full submission guidelines, go to www.carrickpublishing.com. My special thanks go out to Ted Carrick, the composer and performer of Eyes of Gold, which is our Dead to Rights theme song. And if you'll stay with us as we wrap up, we're going to play the full song for you. So please be sure to, to hit like, subscribe. You can find us at YouTube. You can find us wherever you find your, your podcasts if you're a listener on the run. Um, iTunes, Google Play, um, I think we're now on Spotify, and uh, any place else, look for us, please. And that's Dead to Rights. Please hit subscribe and like, because it really, truly helps these authors and gets the word out. Um, thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week when we bring you M.H. Calway, Madeline Harris Calway. Dusty road, man alone. His vital signs go on hold. And I don't know what you've been told. But the years have turned my eyes gold. And I told you what you told me. We'd never be in the same boat for free, yet it rides, let it ride.